Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, a safe place for women who have been hurt to heal and grow. This is episode two. Episode two is how bad is it gauging your dysfunctional relationship? Please, please, please remember, don't beat yourself up for your choice to explore behavioral change programs and couples but the thing to remember is that if the cycle does not stop it gets worse over time i would go to the police and say my ex is stalking me he knows who i am calling on my phone he knows who i am messaging on my phone he knows where i am going and when i'm at home and and what time if you didn't bash me then it wasn't think of it like being on a roundabout um, know that it takes a person an average of up to 12 attempts to leave the relationship before they leave. That I was always on edge when socialising with my family. I was so vigilant with watching over my children because I had such great concerns about the inappropriate things my ex might be doing with my children. You will want to get the strategies to end the cycle. But ask yourself, which one will bring you peace your safety is the only thing that matters welcome to the tiara's tears and triumphs podcast a safe place for women who have been hurt to heal and grow this is episode two Episode two is how bad is it gauging your dysfunctional relationship? Just a caution. If you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. If you are in immediate danger, please stop listening now and call the police. Now you've heard my story in episode one and maybe you saw a lot of red flags and maybe now you're freaked out, wondering now if maybe you need to leave your relationship or maybe you're thinking, when do I know if I need to leave? Where are you on the spectrum? Is he just being a bit of a jerk or have things gotten so bad that you need to pack a bag and leave in the middle of the night? Or is it something in between those two scenarios? Where are you at in your relationship so that we can decide what this journey might look like for you? First, I'll give you a brief overview of the typical cycle of violence to help you gauge if this is happening to you. Imagine a circle and put each of the following four things at different points on the circle. Then see the circle going around and around and around and around. As the circle goes around, it gains traction and the frequency tends to increase and the severity tends to increase too. Number one on this circle is tension building. Number two is the incident. 
Number three is a time of reconciliation. And number four is a time of calm. And then it goes around again, back to the tension building and back to the incident and back to the reconciliation and back to the calm. And the cycle repeats over and over again. Think of it like being on a roundabout um, and you just don't get off that roundabout. You just keep going around. Next, I'll give you a list of the different types of abuse. Abusive relationships do not always involve physical violence. I know for me that it was hard for me to identify myself as being abused because my ex would often say to me after I had put a restraining order on him that he was not abusive because he did not bash me. Maybe you've heard something similar and it's got you confused too. The types of abuse include physical abuse. This is a direct assault on the body, such as strangulation, slapping, punching, kicking, shaking or pushing, which may include the use of weapons and objects. Physical abuse can also include throwing objects, the denial of food and the destruction of property. My ex did some of these things, but I had this misconception that if he didn't bash me, then it wasn't physical abuse. I was wrong. Is any of this happening to you? The next one is sexual abuse. And this is any form of rape, unwanted or forced sexual activity, sexual threats and insults, restricting access to contraception, or refusing to wear a condom. Again, some of these things happened to me, but I did not identify them for a long time as being a form of abuse. Again, I was wrong in what I believed. Are any of these things happening to you? Then there's verbal abuse. This includes intimidation, verbal attacks, threats, name calling, yelling, humiliation. Themes might relate to body shape or sexuality, your intelligence or your ability as a parent. I know that there are at least a couple of things on this list that I can identify with. How about you? The next is psychological or emotional abuse. And this can be blaming or ignoring the person, sulking treating the person as inferior, frequently saying that their behavior is inappropriate, questioning their sense of reality, emotional blackmail or suicide threats. The abuser might also stalk, spy on or follow the person, including monitoring phone calls and using GPS tracking. This type of abuse was a part of my day-to-day -day life for the entire time my ex was in my life. I would go to the police and say, my ex is stalking me. He knows who I am calling on my phone. He knows who I am messaging on my phone. He knows where I am going and when I am at home and, and at what time, you know, he knows everything. The police would say, well, how's he doing it? And, um, 
<laughs> we would like to think that the police have all the answers, but they are hard pressed to keep up with the, the rapidly changing world of technology and their expertise in this area of cyber attacks is limited. The next is gaslighting. Um, gaslighting falls under the same type of abuse as psychological and emotional abuse. It is a tactic in which a person makes a victim question their reality to gain more power over their victim. Often victims question themselves and their beliefs when they are under the coercion of gaslighting to the point where they think they are losing their minds. Can you identify with this form of abuse in your relationship? I know I can. My ex was so proficient in telling lies that he made the lies sound so believable and left me in a spin questioning <laughs> what I knew to be true. Often I would be left feeling guilty of having accused him of something he had done, like using drugs. It was very rare that he made any admissions to me and owned up to the things that he was doing. The next on the list is social isolation. This is when the victim becomes isolated from their family and friends for reasons such as forbidding or preventing contact with them and ongoing rudeness to family and friends. The abuser might insist the person moves far away from family support or employment opportunities. For me, I know that I was always on edge when socialising with my family and friends because my ex would always try and sabotage the occasion in some way. He would either be over the top controversial or he would be high and he'd be pinging all over the place. So no one could relax and just be themselves. It wasn't until the bitter end that I found out from family members that he had stolen from them and he had even hit on female members of my family. Is social isolation something you are experiencing? The next on the list is financial abuse. And this is maintaining control over family finances. This may be restricting access to bank accounts, wages or pensions providing a small allowance, hiding assets, preventing the person from working, sabotaging interview or meetings, and theft. I'm, 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 I am very familiar with this type of abuse. I lost every financial asset I had in the relationship and I'm still rebuilding years on after being left with nothing and having to learn to manage week to week. Can you identify with this type of abuse? In upcoming episodes, I will share some strategies on how to manage on a shoestring budget if you find yourself living from week to week. The next form of abuse is child abuse, and this can be physical or sexual. It could entail neglect, verbal and emotional abuse of a child. I was so vigilant with watching over my children because I had such great concerns about the inappropriate things my ex might be doing with my children. 
I would argue with him not to take the children on outings with him because I knew from long established patterns of behavior that he was high and I didn't want the children getting in the car with him because I knew he was not in his right mind and there was the added possibility that he would be taking them to a drug house. There were times I was not able to stop him when he would not take no for an answer and I felt sick to the stomach until they were back safe with me. And as is often the case, he used the children as pawns by getting their sympathy when I asked him to leave. They felt sorry for him and felt that I was being mean to not let him stay with us. And they were distraught because they didn't want their family to break up. They wanted a happy mummy and a happy daddy. They didn't know about their father's drug addiction for a long time. They were too little to understand the issues he had. I didn't know that I had a right to seek protection for my children. I was so grateful when I discovered that I could apply for protection on their behalf and put a legal boundary around them to put a covering over them. The restraining order didn't, didn't make him stop, but it made it much easier for me to draw a line in the sand. Can you relate to any of this? Is any of this happening in your home? The next on the list is neglect. And this is often failing to meet the basic physical or psychological needs of a person you're caring for, such as a child. This might include failing to protect them from physical harm or danger or stopping them from getting medical care. It can also be neglect or unresponsiveness to the other person's it can also be ne neglect or unresponsiveness to the other person's basic emotional needs. Can you identify with this? Now, the big question. How do you end the cycle of abuse? Now you have an understanding of the cycle of abuse, which is the power and control wheel, and you have an understanding of the different types of abuse you will want to get the strategies to end the cycle. The first thing you can do is research community resources available to you in your area. And you can seek guidance and assistance from a mental health professional. It is easier to face the challenges of ending the cycle of abuse with support. I can't emphasize that enough with support please get support if you are at the beginning stages of the cycle of abuse when your partner is showing signs of displaying abusive behaviors then you may wish to explore behavioral change programs and couples counseling to try and work through it together and while you go through this process build time into your day for your self-care, to help you build the resilience you need to work through this challenging process. Change does not happen overnight. It takes the brain 30 days of consistent reprogramming to begin to establish new habits. I will just emphasize that. I said, begin to change. That means 
it doesn't mean it's all over necessarily it just means that you'll see some improvements you will need to prepare yourself to allow time and in this process make sure that you put some safe boundaries around yourself your safety is a non-negotiable in this process what do i mean when i say this make it clear that you are willing to work on this together if your partner does not continue with harmful behaviors and have an understanding about what your safe boundary is and be prepared to follow through with it for example make the boundary if your partner continues with harmful behaviors that the relationship cannot continue i give you this word of caution this may sound extreme but the thing to remember is that if the cycle does not stop it gets worse over time if you have been in a cycle of abuse for a while and there is an established pattern and things are getting worse and you have explored other things like behavioral change programs before or you've done counseling couples counseling perhaps you may want to give thought to ending the relationship it is vital that you put self-care at the top of your list of priorities so you have the strength to face your fears this is the time you need to get a plan together of what you need to transition out of the relationship with a plan you will have the peace of mind to know that if you decide to go you have a plan in place to help you take the challenging steps you may also wish to seek advice from the police and you may be directed to the courts for legal covering like a restraining order you may also wish to talk to family violence support services which you can find information for with an online search for a service in your area and please have a safety plan and if things have escalated and you are at that stage where your physical safety is at risk or if you feel like your life is at risk then don't think twice about staying get the support of the police and the courts get support from family violence support services have a safety plan be ready to leave your home and your belongings if that's what you need to do to stay safe i know i worried about leaving my pets behind when i knew there was no option left but to go into hiding often have provisions for for places that pets can stay in these circumstances i had a good friend who took my pets the times that i went into hiding i know this is incredibly challenging when you are in a traumatized state to plan for what you need to do in this situation but if you can just follow the safety plan and look after the basics you can get through this you have had incredible courage to stay in the situation this is evidence 
you also have the courage you need to leave. Your safety is the only thing that matters. And remember, I am here for you. I am a life change facilitator and I can support you with working through your challenges and meeting them head on. Did you know that it takes a person an average of up to 12 attempts to leave the relationship before they leave for good? And did you know that the first time a person leaves is often to test the waters and see if they can survive? Learning about what it is like to escape and plan to survive on your own can also contribute to the revolving door or in and out in an abusive relationship. There are many contributing factors to the reasons why women stay in abusive relationships. Please, please, please remember, don't beat yourself up for your choices. It is not for me to tell you to leave or to stay. The challenges you are facing are not easy. Whatever you choose to do will take tremendous courage. If I can just plant one little seed right now, you are not in control of him changing. As much as you want his love for you to be enough for him to change, only he can want to change and actively work on changing. And one last thought. There are two processes. The first is the cycle of abuse, which is known to get progressively worse over time. The second is the path to you regaining control over your life. Both are challenging and require great courage. But ask yourself, which one will bring you peace? Which one will bring you vitality? Which one will bring you freedom? Which one will bring you health? Which one will bring you joy? As always, sending you love, light, peace and joy, Sandy. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset, spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things get tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I help women regain control over their lives. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in the safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. 
And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I am a life change facilitator. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey, can we just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show that they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. And if you like this show, please subscribe and please share it with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining.